read a podcast. So I'm very happy to be here with my friend Christine Lo, who also is an expert in the area of, of the larger questions around sustainability and, and innovation and all the implications it has for our industry. So, so thank you, Christine, for, for spending time with us. Let me begin by asking you about the, what are some of the, the, the bigger directional or policy um, uh, uh, focus that you see coming out of uh, 2022, especially big events like COP27. Yeah, I just want to mention that, you know, the COPs, COPs are happening every year. Mm. And actually, prior to the COPs, there are many pre-COP meetings. And of course, um, we need mm. to sort of remember what COPs are about. It's part of a multilateral treaty. Right. And this is government meetings with governments. Um, it's verification, I think, for the world that the Paris Agreement, which you know all governments have signed on to, mm. it's now one of the key drivers for sustainability around the world. So mm. the point I want to make is, this is now an annual thing. The Paris Agreement also requires uh, every government to present their plans and ratchet their plans every five years. Right. So we don't need to get completely stuck in any one year, whether they achieve all the things that we want. Right. But this is just a rolling process. So right. one of the things uh, that came about, uh, well, several things. One of the things that may interest you is they're going to put some money towards developing countries. Right, 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 and right, right. you know, so I think that's a good thing. But of course, we must recognize that it's at a multilateral level. These things usually takes a long time, but it's right. a recognition that developing countries need to work much closer with uh, uh, developed countries, and there's got to be some kind of technology transfer and and funding transfer that will lift the whole world up. Right. Right, 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 right. I'm glad you mentioned this, uh, this particular investment in, in developing e economies. Many uh, in, in attendance today will have manufacturing and production uh, activities in either developing or least developed economies. What are some things that, that uh, these manufacturers should be thinking about, especially as they think about where to, to uh, invest in next and what they should be looking for when they invest in these types of economies? Yeah, I, I think people in your industry, like in other industries, are being asked now to disclose their carbon emissions right, and their right, environmental right. and social uh, uh, work in a kind of more organized way. Mm. I think whilst people may find this to be a real hassle right now, right. a little bit further down the road, I think people are going to find out that they're going to learn so much about how their business is operating right. that it will allow even SMEs people with insight and innovation to see that within that data that they have collected, right. how they can go forward. Right, and right. here, I don't think SMEs and SMEs perhaps operating in less developed economies are actually at a disadvantage. They're not at a disadvantage right, right. because innovation is really about understanding your process and how you can show that and rejig your business so that you're more competitive. And maybe at the ground level for uh, less developing economies uh, to actually work closer with the government hmm. uh, to kind of get their act together, right, to be right. able to show uh, what their plans are going forward for the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years, 
uh, to right, work right. together, to have the transparency of the data, and to think more together and invest together in right. things like you know cleaner energy, uh, better uh, water usage, and so on. It could actually put them in uh, a better position. Right, right. Do, do you think in this case that that uh, private businesses or or uh, smaller businesses in operating these countries? Do you think they they will move faster than than large public organizations like well, UN? I, I actually don't see why not. I mean, mm. you know, if you are, let's say, you're just a uh, an SME factory somewhere, mm. um, you can kind of get your basic data together relatively quickly. Right. And one of the things that you can do today is even you can go digital. Right. And the investment in digital is already beginning to happen during the COVID time because right. there was no choice. So for those who've already made that transition, and for them to hire some of the young local people to work on some of this stuff, you are going to be amongst the first to get the level of data to not only show to uh, uh, importers, right? right? You know, right, big right. brands and so on. What I'm trying to say is innovative. Uh, business entrepreneurs are going to be able to see from that data some new way of maximizing or op optimizing or reducing, you know, whatever it is that they should right, to right, make right. them more competitive. And that process will bring them more business. Right, right, right. That's a very good point that there could be a com business competitive advantage. Yeah. Right, right. So here we are in Hong Kong, so we, we, we can't neglect China in, in this. And China has expressed uh, ambitions uh, to to be a leader in this field. Uh, what do you see some of the developments there, and and what should we be paying attention to in China? Well, China is really interesting in the sort of decarbonizing mindset because China is organizing itself to decarbonize with specific timelines. You know, uh, every. They have five-year plans, right? So every right, five right, years, right. and they also have longer-term targets. This is very useful, I think, for other governments and other big brands, right? Mm. Because if you have factories in certain location, you can actually track quite easily what are the local governments doing there. How are they decarbonizing? Not only are they decarbonizing in terms of your own business, but you know, uh, at a much larger area. China also has these industrial parks that they are, you know, also right. certain right. industries are moving into them. Right. This is to make things much uh, more efficient, right, on a larger and faster scale. So China, um, in the manufacturing sector, my understanding is because they've been so good. Uh, up until now, right, to kind of package things together. You can right, kind of get right, everything right. done in one place. Right. China has an inherent advantage that yes. they can use the same model to decarbonize. Right, 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 right. And we, we've seen sort of in recent days that what, once China decides on something, it can move very, very rapidly. Right? That's right. I, I actually have uh, another idea that I've been trying to suggest. So, right. for example, if we take southern China, Mm. The electricity system is provided by the Southern Grid Company. 54% mm. of its electricity is already clean energy. Mm. So actually today, I think it is possible for a particular business, usually a big business, to negotiate with the uh, uh, electricity supplier to buy right. cleaner energy. Mm. Now, if we can imagine that China could actually allocate uh, a much larger portion 
of the clean energy really for the export business and the industrial sector. This right. will mean that the export itself will be more competitive because you have the right. EU border right. Right. tax coming. And actually, if you are an industrial uh, enterprise, you can probably actually even pay a little bit of a premium because you can monetize it right. through your right. exports, right? Right. right? So I think this kind of newer ideas of how to rearrange even your current uh, uh, supplies and, and uh, you, you could say what you have in right. terms of uh, cleaner energy can actually help everybody else. Yes, yes, you're, you're right. Because if you're a manufacturer, you are a scope two, scope three. Uh, and, and so you impact the, the, the carbon footprint well, that's right. of your, of your that's customers. Right. I mean, we right. can even do it in Hong Kong because 28% of our electricity is actually nuclear. So it's, uh, right, right. it's clean energy. Right, right. So Hong Kong today, you don't have a system where, let's say you have a, a, a factory in Hong Kong, right? You can't actually say to your power supplier, I'd like to buy you know, only clean energy. Right. It's just distributed to kind of everybody. But if we can actually apportion the cleaner energy for our industries and our commercial business, uh, because as a, uh, as a personal household user, I can't actually monetize it. Right. But if you can pay a premium and get the benefit from your exports, right. actually that premium you could even share with uh, individual households. So I, I might get a benefit. Right, right, so, but right, it's right. thinking kind of more uh, uh, entrepreneurial for the whole right. economy. So, 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 how do we think about this and account for, for, yes. for a lot of well, these things? Yes, well, that's right. So, so I want to turn for for a minute to also the developed economies, the the uh, where a lot of our products go to. So, uh, the EU and the United States and other developed economies. More and more, we see uh, emerging uh, or coming legislation around uh, extended user responsibilities. So, if you make it or import it, you have to. Uh, deal with it, uh, you have to recycle it, you, you can't landfill or incinerate these products. Uh, and we see more and more disclosure requirements, legal requirements, as well as uh, financial uh, requirements to, to be more and more transparent. How do you see this uh, impacting the, the, uh, the entire uh, fashion industry supply chain? Well, let, let me talk as a consumer of fashion. Mm. I am kind of hoping that in the big then the world of the big brands, right, mm. uh, where they have the technology, uh, the design capability to actually think through business models. Mm. So, okay, you know, um, I'm kind of thinking if I want to lower my uh, carbon footprint, what is it that I can do, right? Mm. So there are two things. One is I buy less. Now maybe this is not what you want that I'm going to buy less, mm. but is there some other business model where we can have a, a, a seller-buyer relationship mm. where you can actually help me to lower my carbon footprint, where I know what you're doing on an industrial basis, which I like, but at the consumer end, what is it that is going to be innovative? So, you know, we now already have lots of labels and you can tell me, you know, where, where the cotton or whatever is coming from and who's right. made it and so on. But is it going to, is your business model going to be just about me buying more? Mm. Or can I, right. or can you develop some kind of business model where you'd like a relationship with me, right? And yes. I kind of like your design, but do you want to take something back or do you want to work with me in some other ways that I can look great all the time, that right. I'm happy right. with? 
but yeah. I have fewer things. I'm kind of looking for that as a consumer. So a different way to look at usage and ownership. And, yeah, but and I mean, I don't have a problem with you making money, right? Right. But right, right. what I want to do is uh, look good. I, or, and I, I already like your brand, right? So hopefully you want me to keep coming and buying your stuff. And I know businesses always say that they want to have a long-term relationship with their customers, right? Right, right, right? So what is that relationship that we can go into? And with the big brands, the, the more developed economy, who are strong with design and so on, how can they focus on me and help me to feel that right. I look the way I want, right. but right. maybe with fewer things? Yeah, yeah. Look good and also feel good, right? Yes. And, and, well, and, and right. feel that you are not damaging the environment or, or doing some social harm in, in, in the process. Some new business model that right. I find exciting. Right, 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 right. I, I think that the, all of the, um, the, the consuming economies uh, are all part, part and party to, to everything that, that we, all of the world is aspiring to. So I think I, I can't imagine that, yeah. that, that, uh, that I, I think our, our, con, our decisions on how we consume, I think, is going to be more and more important. Right. right? I think we can change. And you know, many years ago, I remember people saying that uh, the doggy bag, right, mm. uh, taking food home that you didn't finish in a restaurant. Oh, that's not a good thing to do. But it became second nature. And even in Hong Kong, where at the beginning they were saying, "Well, it looks like you haven't had enough to eat," you know, mm. and that's not right. a good thing. But we've overcome those kind of maybe more culturally behave, uh, culturally guided behavior into now thinking, well, actually bringing your bag to go and put your food in, that's a really cool thing, right? right? And right. people are now making all kinds of uh, right. boxes, right? For you to go pile food right, in right, that right, you didn't right. finish in a restaurant. So I'm just thinking for the fashion industry, but what might be the equivalent of that? Right, 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 right. It's, it's, it, that's a very good point that we, we maybe can, should also uh, uh, culturally change with, with, with the time. I think we can. I think we can. Yeah, yes. yeah. So, finally, uh, you know, the, the world, uh, most of the countries of the world have expressed very clear ambitions to be carbon neutral by, by, by mid-century, mm. uh, in, including Hong Kong and most of the places that we make and most of the countries yes. that we sell to. So how can we be a carbon neutral industry in a carbon neutral world? How do we get there? I think we all need to work together. Right. So we are going to continue to need a lot of energy. Right? That's going to power a lot of activities. We want right. clean energy. So maybe uh, this is why government and industry leaders need to work together mm. to first look at what is it that you need to do to have more cleaner energy. Right. So that's right. number one, because that spreads out to everybody. Uh, I think water, how do we save water, right? Yes. That's really important. Yeah. And then thirdly is how can we have relationship between the developed economy and the developing economies? Do we still want that supply chain, right? Mm. For right. garments right. and clothing and accessories. Right. And if we do, how do we share that and deal with the, the customer? Right. Because right. you can't, you can't actually satisfy me of the future without getting a lot of data uh, and you know blood, sweat, and tears from those who are making the clothes, right, most likely right, right. still in developing economies. Right, right. So matching that and making that kind of visible, exciting, 
and kind of kind to earth and people. I think is what right. your new kind of generation of customers are looking for. Are, are you, as an industry, looking into the future? Are you uh, optimistic, worried, concerned, or you know, everybody wants to look good, right. and you know. How you look in clothing and accessories is always an important part of how we define ourselves.、Mm. I think we're getting to the stage where people are learning about the fashion industry and some of the problems. So curing those problems, we know, is the way of the future.、Mm. So I think we need to apply our knowledge in it and and innovation and the technology. And what I tried to say earlier on was. Now that we have to count everything, right? This is a new trend. Now that we have to count and understand everything, that must be a potential originator of a whole range of innovation.、Mm. And you need the factory in the front line, who they employ, what what materials they use, to work with you, right? To eventually have that product. So this line is much more closely integrated, but not just in a way of cost. But in a way of the whole imagination of that loop, that will end up earning them money in a decent way and making me look good, right?、Mm. So how can we rearticulate that in a way for the modern world of, you know, the net zero world? Right, right, right. That, that's a that's a perfect place for us to to、uh, to, to to have this to, to finish off this conversation. Christine, thank you very much for spending time with us today. Thank you. Find out more about us at www.hkreda.com.